Welcome back once again. Here we are at uh, Three Gens Theology, talking through uh, pneumatology, talking through the work of the Spirit in us, and uh, it's been a great work last time. We uh, walked through many of those benefits we have when we become a believer in Christ, and the list was too long. We couldn't fit it all in, and uh, so we're going to finish that off uh, this time and continue to talk about how the Spirit uh, works in the believer's life. And so we're excited about sharing that once again and giving God glory uh, together as we do that. Uh, let's pray together. Father, thank you for the Spirit. Thank you for the gift that He is in us. Uh, thank you that uh, He uh, works in, uh, in great ways uh, despite us. Lord, help us to, to walk by the Spirit. Help today as we discuss, Lord, we be led by your Spirit, um, and that we would be speaking things that are accurate and correct uh, and also empowering and encouraging. I pray that you would uh, help us as we talk through this today, that we would uh, truly give you glory for what you've done. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Well, we've all heard individuals, particularly athletes, but not limited to athletes make comments about their body being a temple. Um, when they say that, they're usually talking about the way in which they care for the body, they exercise, they, they do things that uh, are healthy, they eat the right foods. So they're taking care of the temple. But today we want to begin our discussion of the benefits of the work of the Holy Spirit by saying that there is a biblical concept that we have concerning the temple that involves, in fact, the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. I think there are plenty of believers who act like it is spiritual <laughs> to take care of their physical body. Yes. Uh, but the passage is talking about staying away from sin and living correctly. Yes. Not, not eating tofu. Right, it's <laughs> not what right. it's not what it's talking about. I love tofu, but that's no, not yeah. going oh, to bring the goodness. Holy Spirit loves into me. Everything. <laughs> I was ready to say. I think we all can agree that tofu is definitely not what the Spirit wants us to do. And then he comes back with, "I love I tofu." Love tofu. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love tofu. Yeah. yeah. What can I say? Definitely not. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Japanese How can you food. love tofu? Oh, yeah. but it's so good. No. It's yeah. so good. No. But the the passage that we're thinking what's of. What's the uh, take is, is octopus? Is that what? what taco. Taco. That's taco, right. Yes. Taco. Yeah. So one of the one of the Japanese meals they make is takoyaki, right? Mm -hmm. And I typically say takoyaki. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a you know. Well, let's not get off. We can't use the word blasphemy concerning that, but it's a it's a terrible thing. <laughs> yeah. But do, that there, poor there, octopus. There are believers so who have been convinced to. that this is talk talking about taking care of your body. Right. When that is not what this passage is about. It is about the fact that the Holy Spirit is in you, so stay away from sin. Yes. Right? Stay away from sin. Live holy uh, because of this. First uh, Corinthians six nineteen. don't you know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? And. Go ahead. Yeah. On top of that, Dan, there is the very real truth that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and it belongs to God. Right. And that's what the passage tells us as well. Not only don't sin, 
and thus forget the fact that you have the Holy Spirit within you, who is holy. But he says in verse 19, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? You have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. So it's not that your body is to be gloriously fit and beautiful through so there's the nothing medication wrong, there's that you put on you. There's nothing wrong with being fit. Absolutely. Right. It's, it's a great thing to be fit. It's a good thing to look good, to make your body attractive. And Paul even writes that bodily exercise it's is profitable. profitable. So we're not saying that that's not true. But what is being emphasized here is that it's the way we live with the Holy Spirit in us that glorifies God. Yep. And our bodies don't belong to us anymore. They belong to him. I don't remember who preached this, but Yvonne and I heard a, pa- a pastor preach in this verse and talked about the idea that how we treat one another is also it's not here, but the truth is special that as I relate to you as a believer, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so if I were approaching the temple and the presence of God was there, mm-hmm. I, I would approach it with care, with caution, with, with concern to do it correctly. But we don't treat one another that way. Nah. <laughs> I thought that was such a great truth from this because it's not really what this verse uh, this is talking about you staying away from sin, but this preciousness of the temple of the Holy Spirit is also powerful when we think about how we how we treat one another, right? You know, because of the specialness that God has placed. I mean, I might think that you are crazy for liking tofu, and there and might be other things that I might so. think you're crazy about. <laughs> but God thinks you're you're worthy of His Spirit to be in you. Despite what I eat. Despite what you eat, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so as I, as, I, as I view you, I'll use you as an example, as I view others, as I view you, I need to view you with the specialness that God views you. Yes. And we don't view each other that way. We take each other for granted. We are so self-focused that we don't care what we do to others often. But this verse is so that's, great in that. That's a good point. And it's also interesting that this verse parallels another concept and that is the concept that the church is the temple of Mm. the holy spirit which means that if the church is to behave in its relationship with god appropriately all members of the church are going to be not only indwelt by the spirit of god but precious as god's dwelling place. So we're not saying that the church is the Old Testament people of God. We're not saying that. We're not saying there's a temple. We're not saying the building is a temple. But uh, Revelations, you would have Jesus in the midst of of the churches, mm-hmm. right? And uh, there, thereby, the, the people who make up the churches make up collectively the temple of God. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I just wanted to clarify exactly. parts of that, but, th- but it, the specialness of it is, is still there for sure. And if we realize that the church is not the building that we gather in, um, but it is in fact the body of Christ, it is the members 
of Christ. It is those of us who have come to know him, the one over whom uh, uh, only the Father rules because he, the, the Lord Jesus Christ, is the head of us. Just as the body parts in that metaphor belong to the head in the sense that the head directs the way in which we use them, so we, as part of this temple of the Holy Spirit, must use the Holy Spirit correctly and use these bodies in which he dwells mm -hmm. correctly to glorify God. The church is to do that in our relationship to each other, and we are to do that in our relationship with God. So <clears throat> a couple of verses in Philippians pull that out right from our list, actually. Uh, Philippians 2.1, therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, I have to read instead of quote. <laughs> if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affliction and compassion, and then it goes on to say, fulfill my joy, make my joy complete by, by living this out. But it talks about the fellowship of the Spirit. We have fellowship with God. We are fully in relationship with God because the Spirit is with us. But then <clears throat> the same Spirit that's in me is in you. And so we have a, a bond, uh, a fellowship with one another, right. especially as we follow the Spirit's leading. We yes. have a closer and closer bond. I think that's one of the things I've tried to encourage for our church body is the idea of serving God together grows us together. Yes. Right? Grows us together. And then uh, three three of Philippians, uh, we are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God and the glory of and glory in Christ Jesus to put on no confidence in the flesh. So this idea of the of worshiping uh, God in the Spirit, that that we agree with the Spirit that the Father deserves worship and Christ deserves glory. Yes. Right? We agree with him. So that playing out of the Spirit's work in the in the church as a collective body, uh, it is fellowship with God, fellowship with one another, and and collective worship right. uh, to God. Right. Absolutely. And so it plays itself out right there in Absolutely. the Philippians passages that we look at. And the really neat thing is having the realization that we are the people of God, that we are the temple of, of God, that he truly does live in us, that our fellowship, our relationship with each other is influenced by the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter whether it's the, the youth group, whether it's the college and career age group, whether it's the church body gathering for worship, uh, where several of the believers get together for lunch. It doesn't matter what the setting is. The fellowship that we enjoy and the way in which that fellowship is enjoyed is going to be seen. I was thinking on Sunday as I had the opportunity to talk to a couple of those who'd gone on the, uh, the college retreat. As they came to me and they were telling me enthusiastically about what they experienced, during that time. Um, as, as we talk after a service with someone who's been blessed by the time of worship, like Sunday morning singing that we had together, everyone was truly blessed and, and rejoicing in that time. These things are, are experiences of the Holy Spirit's work within the entirety of this group of believers 
No matter how large or small the group, that same work is there. The same Spirit is giving us the joy of worship, the, the excitement and the fulfillment of friendship and fellowship in Christ Jesus. And that is in part because of the love that is shed abroad in our hearts as a result of our be- having the Holy Spirit in us. Yep. Chapter 5 of Romans in verse 5 says this. Um, let's go back to, to uh, verse 3. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations. <laughs> Boy, exulting in trials and tribulations is not something people normally think of. But we exult in our tribulations knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance brings about proven character and proven character brings about hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. There's no disappointment when we have the love of God manifest in, in each of us. When we spread that love abroad the way the Lord intended through the Holy Spirit's work, that love is amazingly capable of bringing us through the experiences that we have. And the hope that we have is expanded by the fact that it's shared in love. Right, right. Uh, teaching ministry, teaching ministry, both the teach the teacher and the hearers, when they are spirit uh, led, are uh, um, empowered. But both sides have to work. Right? Mm-hmm. If you've been involved in education mm-hmm. at all, both sides have to work, and the spirit's involved in both of those. That's right. Right in both of those. How good that is. First uh, John two. Uh, the anointing which you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things and uh, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it is taught to you, you abide in him. So here we have the idea of teachers being led to understand mm-hmm. and to teach and hearers being led to understand and to implement, right? right. And so it's a the entire process, the Spirit is involved in in those things, um, being one who preaches, um, I certainly recognize uh, some of my least eloquent messages have been the most effective messages. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Amen. And yes. so, um, I do whether, whether I whether I I should work at at communicating in, in the very best way. Right, not only solidly true, but then communicated in a good way. Um, but that work is way, way above my pay grade. You know what I mean? <laughs> For all of us, if, if we want to do a spiritual work in people's lives, that's above our pay grade mm. and more than we can accomplish. And so the Spirit actually uh, gives ability um, in the communication and in the receiving, uh, both. And I'd, I'd like to add to that, Dan, uh, maybe a, a word of concern for some of you who may have felt that you can pretty well satisfy your 
understanding of truth by being there on Sunday mornings to hear the preaching of the word. Uh, when the pastor preaches the word, he communicates truth. The Spirit of God is using that truth to teach and to build up the saints. When we have a Sunday school, the teaching that goes on there is led by the Spirit of God and can be empowered by the Spirit of God to the training and the teaching and the building up of the saints. But it's interesting that John goes on in those passages where he's talking about the work of the Holy Spirit in regard to teaching. And he says, you have no need that anyone teach you. Now, why would he add that phrase to what he's telling us about the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit? There's a special meaning to that that we need to understand, and that is that we can be led by the Spirit of God through his illuminating ministry to understand the truth of the Word of God for ourselves. We don't need our own Gamaliel that's, uh, that's having a school for us to follow. That's right. Right. We don't need our own uh, human, human uh, guru uh, to follow. Right? That's exactly that's right. right. The, the Spirit, Spirit of God himself is our There's nothing wrong with people teaching you. No. Right? That's how no. <laughs> that's, uh, we see that throughout uh, Jesus telling Peter, feed my sheep, right? I mean, it's from the very beginning there that, that exactly. you see that teaching happening. But uh, there's not a special, a special guru that has all the answers. So the Lord wants you in the Word, word on your own. yep. yourself. And that is something that we cannot do away with in any way if we truly want to enjoy the benefit of the of walking with the spirit walking by means of the spirit has got to be on the basis of our spending time in his word because that's what will he will illuminate to help us to grow apart from the other teaching that we're able to receive uh, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the, the testifying of, of the Lord that uh, if, someone, if someone says Jesus is accursed, they are not saying what the Spirit wants. Amen. <laughs> right? Uh, right? But that through the Spirit we would share of, the, of Jesus being Lord and Christ and uh, the offering for us. So it's the Spirit's work that helps us to <clears throat> testify of who Christ is. And that Christ message that we give out that the Holy Spirit enables us to have is also tied together with the character that we have. We've talked about the fact that the fruit of the Spirit is really the work of the Holy Spirit in us to produce the things that are like the character of Christ. And we need to have that. And that fruit is given to us by the Spirit, but as we've mentioned before, we're also commanded to do each of those things, to be loving, to be joyful, uh, to be kind. Those are things that are commands that we're given. So God wants us to participate in that process, mm -hmm. to have a cooperative ministry between my personal spirit and the Spirit of God that the fruit of the Spirit might be manifest in my life. I want to joyfully work together with the Spirit in regard to those things. Well, in, the, in that idea, Ephesians 5 tells us to be filled with the Spirit. So 
Um, it's different from indwell. We've we've talked a little bit about that difference mm-hmm. between indwelled and filled. Filled is a is a choice we make to be following his leading, right? Um, and uh, to give control over to the Spirit, um, and so that's a choice that we continually make. Uh, and so the he both gives us the fruit of the Spirit. He both he both gives us love, and we must follow him in loving. He both gives us joy, and we must at times choose yeah. to focus on things that are joyful. Yeah, right? absolutely. We, he both gives us yeah. meekness, and we have to choose to be meek, right? Uh, and so those do uh, work together. So that being filled with the Spirit is a, is a surrender, uh, 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 choosing to be under the control of the Spirit. Yes. Um, so that's a command, to be filled uh, with it. So, again, s- several of these are things that we are given and several are ones that are available to us yes right and so the being filled with the spirit is available for everyone every believer right available to every believer because he's indwelled us and we can follow his leading and allow him to do a great work in us and through us but sometimes we don't it's it's available to us but uh, sometimes we don't that's right practice it that's right it's it's funny we're in a uh, technologically rich age we're in an age now where so many things have been produced, created, devised, thought of, uh, brought onto the market, made available to us. The very fact that we're doing our podcast this way is a result of so much of that technology working together. But often what we find is that despite the presence of all the technology and our using it, our time is not more available as a result of having the technology. Maybe be more, more eaten up. Sometimes we eat up much yeah. more time because we have it. And so we can't say, well, you know, there was a time when we didn't have all these labor-saving devices in which we were so busy. Now we may say we have all these labor-saving devices, but they're making us busier. Well, when we have the presence of the Holy Spirit who is willing to work in us and accomplish great things beyond what we could ever accomplish on our own, why are we so busy trying to do things ourselves that he's already said he will do? Mm. If he is making these things available, when they may even be things that we are not even commanded to do. We simply surrender to him. We submit to him. We let him have control. He will be doing things in us that will not only be labor-saving, <laughs> they will exceed anything that anything we could ever do could accomplish. I think that that, uh, I think a message of uh, we have so many technological advances. So I always think about the statements like that, how they age, you know, like in 10 years or 20 years, our statement that we have so many technological advances and they're looking back at us like, wow, you guys are lame. You guys are lame. (laughs) You're you're in the dark ages. You're in the dark ages of technology. Uh, But uh, yeah, we, we have access. uh, We have, I mean, you you can, certainly we don't want to liken the spirit to an iPhone, but the, the ability to be anywhere and talk to anybody and to see information from anywhere and uh, all of that is such a benefit. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you use it? Exactly. You know? um, exactly. And so even greater than that, we have the spirit with us all the time. Why wouldn't we uh, tap into that resource? Right. Amen. 
Well, I think uh, maybe we just have the, a couple more here. One, one that's great, that we're being transformed into the glorious image of Christ. Amen. 2 Corinthians 3, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. And so the Spirit is working in us uh, to have us transformed into the image of uh, this glory that is Christ, that we would be um, like him, not that we become gods, but that we have a, a righteousness, a holiness uh, that is right, is fitting. Um, that if you looked in a mirror, our, our character and Christ's character would be th- the same. Mm-hmm. That's overwhelming to even think about. It is. That's the work the Spirit is doing continuing to do in us and that glorious image Sai, i was thinking about the fact that as we're we're doing this podcast that uh, our images may not be quite so glorious as, uh, <laughs> as we'd like i mean after all uh, you would probably say your dad sure looks a lot older than you remember him when you were younger and Has you it, remember when I looked a lot younger than I look now. <laughs> I, I don't think he's eight today. Yeah. <laughs> Get that man a bonus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but the the concept that we are being gradually changed by the Spirit of God, that we might have the glorious image of of Christ our Lord. Um that, that is an incredible thought. So in your analogy, God just looks really old? Is that how that is? He, <laughs> we're he's gr- the, we're he, gradually being changed. He's the ancient of days, looking right? Looking more, more, more and more like him. That's, uh, I don't think it's talking about the, uh, the aged version. Well, yeah. let's, let's say this, that glory is, the idea of glory in Scripture is weighty. Yeah. Weighty. Right. I've got that going. Yeah, we might have the weight. There. Lots of glory here. there. I think we're going so a little, I think, a little you know, we could move in several different directions yeah. here that are probably going to take us far away Let's from what Paul had in mind. stick with the seriousness of character. That's <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> the righteous character. And the wonderful thing is that these mortal bodies which we have, which are being transformed, uh, we are being transformed. And, and these bodies are not the bodies that we're one day going to possess. The bodies that are going to be our permanent appearance, our permanent dwelling, um, they will require a transformation, a metamorphosis that we can't imagine because they're going to be transformed into those things that can be in the presence of God forever, that can uh, enjoy the benefits of what the resurrected Christ enjoyed in his resurrected state. Um, the life that we are given now is only a foretaste of the life that we're going to enjoy. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, as Romans 8 reminds us, is that same Spirit who is in us, who has transformed us by giving us not just life more abundant in this world, which is true, but he's given us eternal life that's god's kind of life and it's ours now yep 
So even though I may be getting older and I may have pains here, there, and everywhere, those things are... You shouldn't talk about me like that. You're one of them. Uh, those things are, are, are with us now, but they will not be with us forever. Right. That's part of our physical life, part of the re result of our being in this world where sin has had its free play. But when we come to the place where this transformation takes place that will give us the kind of bodies that we're going to enjoy forever, these things will be forgotten in the glory that awaits. Yep. Well, we've made it through our, our list, and uh, as we said last time, that list will be on, um, on the, in the notes for the last podcast, right? And so you can yep. see that list with the accompanying <clears throat> scripture there. Uh, one of the things that we did not touch on in this idea of what the Spirit does in us is the gifts of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so that's because we're going to look at that in a completely separate uh, section. And so we, we haven't forgotten about the gifts of the Spirit, but right. uh, we'll be looking at them separately. So, well, how good it is to walk through this, uh, this with you. Uh, these benefits of the Spirit, some are, some are given to us and some are available to us. Um, and uh, as we walk through them, uh, as soon as we believe in Christ, the Spirit indwells us, and then all of these things happen. And they uh, are, are either have happened, are happening, uh, and are available to us. And so how good it is to, to walk through these with you. Uh, so uh, we do, we kind of ignore the Spirit's work in our lives. We focus on the Father and the Son. Um, but how good it is to know that the Holy Spirit is with us all the time as a believer in Christ and that we can uh, live, walk in Him and uh, f be filled by Him and then uh, accomplish those things that He wants us to accomplish that are well above our abilities. Um, to do the spiritual work in others. So how good it is. Uh, let's rejoice together in the Spirit's work in our lives, and uh, we will be back next time as we continue through pneumatology.